Welcome back to 35mm Podcast. I'm Thomas Curl, once again joined by Zach. As promised earlier in the week uh, in our episode that we reviewed Anchorman, now we're going to be talking about 1917, a uh, 2019 movie uh, directed by Sam Mendes. Also towards the end of the episode, we're going to have our top, uh, what are we doing, top five, top three football movies? Top three. Top three, all right. So we're going to do top three football movies, and um, that's going to be it for this Friday. Zach, how's it going on a Friday? Pretty good. I'm a little tired. I uh, went out last night downtown Indianapolis, got home late, but... Yeah, see, I didn't go to yeah. bed till nearly midnight because I had to watch this movie last oh, night. Oh, yeah. No, I tried watching it two nights ago because I knew I was going to be out last night. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, after work, I went to play some golf, and then I regretted doing that because I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. start the movie till almost 10 o'clock, and it was rough. All right, so... Hey, the um, things we do for our audience. Yeah, absolutely. This is all for, all for the audience. Um, so 1917, 2019 movie, um, obviously a war drama. Basically, the plot of it is uh, George McKay, who's played by, uh, or George McKay is the actor who plays uh, Lance Corporal Schofield. Schofield. Schofield? Schofield. Maybe. Schofield. Schofield. I think it was Schofield. I think it is Schofield. Yeah. Um, he's boy- joined by uh, Lieutenant Blake. And what their mission is, is that the Germans are uh, retreating backwards, and the second Devons unit is pushing forward, thinking that they got him on their heels. Uh, when in fact the aerial shots show that they're walking into a trap. They have about an eight-mile journey uh, across enemy territory to let Benedict Cumberbatch know, who is the leader of the Devons, uh, to not attack, that it's a trap. Uh, that's basically the plot of the movie. Well, and it should be known that uh, Lieutenant Blake's brother is in that mm-hmm. is in the Devons. Yep, his older brother, yep. And I think that's why he was chosen for yes. the role. Yeah, and then he chose he uh, he chooses George McKay. He doesn't know what the assignment's mm-hmm. going to be. He chooses George McKay um, to go with him. D- didn't know it was going to be that hard of an assignment. Yeah, early, early in the film, um, they get trapped. Not trapped. They go into the Germans' front lines mm-hmm. uh, that they had retreated out of, and the Germans making a smart move, knowing that they would probably go in there, basically booby trapped it. Yeah, made a put trap wire down and all that stuff. Luckily, uh, Schofield and uh, Blake realize that, but the ginormous rat yeah. uh, does not. Rat sets off a huge uh, uh, bomb that lets off in this mine shaft that they're in, and they have a lot of trouble getting out of there. Blake uh, is able to see Schofield is not. He leads them out of there. And then um, once they finally get out, Schofield says to Blake, he says, why did you pick me? He says, I thought we were just going to get moved to the front line for more food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with this one, this one's going to be a lot different to break down than Anchorman. Because mm-hmm. obviously Anchorman's like such a quotable movie. And that was like kind of the main focus of that episode. Um, this one is not really a movie for quotes. We got our 10 count member, Jace Miller, looking at us through the window. Yeah. Um, but this one's not a quotable movie. Like this one is, it's it's more about just the whole story than... Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 one quote in the movie. Um, early in the movie, there, one of, one of the big things when they're crossing enemy lines is uh, barbed wire, making sure they avoid it. Uh, Schofield makes a stupid decision to hold back a fence of barbed wire, and as he releases it, takes a lot of his hand with him. Yes. Um. So he's in a lot of pain. Obviously, they move forward, and um, they finally get to a spot where he can sit down and let his hand rest for a minute. Blake sits by him, sees a huge rat, gets scared, and Schofield puts his hand into yeah. a dead German's stomach. 
Well, later on, uh, once they're finally in kind of a spot where they can chill for a minute, um, you know, because it's a very tense early part of the movie when they're crossing enemy lines, they think they might die. They don't know. Uh, they don't know that the Germans had retreated. They just hope they had. Well, and like all of their higher ups think that these two men are going to die. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But before I mentioned the quote, I was going to say Lieutenant. Um, hold on. I put his name down. Lieutenant Leslie. Yes. Absolute jerk. Yeah. Hate that guy. He's like, well, uh, if you guys die, just please throw the flares back. Uh, we, those are, those are hard to get. So we need those. Yeah. So yeah, I did not like Andrew Scott as a uh, Lieutenant Leslie, but I mean, as I was great saying, job as an actor, but yeah. Oh no. He played the role. To, well, you're not supposed to like him. Yeah. 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 Um, but once they get to the spot where it's kind of calmed down, uh, Blake says to Schofield, he says, uh, is your hand all right? Schofield responds with, I put in a German. Blake says, patch it up and you'll be wanking off in no time. And uh, Schofield says, wrong hand. So I thought that was clearly the funniest, uh, funniest quote of the movie. Like you said, not a quotable movie like Anchorman. Uh, a movie that's carried a lot by its plot and cinematography. So I think that uh, there's, there's a few quotes I wrote down, not very many. Um, Lieutenant Leslie actually has a good quote. Um, he says, cheer up, there's a medal in it. Yeah. Nothing like a scrap of metal to cheer up a widow. Mm-hmm. And like that's, like that's a pretty deep quote. Yeah. Um, really well done. And then uh, Schofield, um, like one of the, like, the only lines that like, really makes me laugh in this movie is uh, when they're getting ready to climb up over their trench yeah. at the very beginning. And Schofield looks at him and says, age before beauty, yeah. and climbs up first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, let, let's get into the cinematography of this, because obviously that's, that is the number one thing that carries this movie. Uh, other than the cinematography, I think this is rather an average movie. Um, plot wise, yeah. Char- character wise, I oh, don't think characters it's a good movie. was the lowest rank. Like the, for oh, like the ranking categories, characters was the lowest for me. Oh, I thought I thought characters was very dry. Yeah, and you know, I I understand not using very well known characters to try and make it like more relatable. I just mm-hmm. didn't think it was a very good character wise. But cinematography, um, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on it? Obviously, it's a it's considered a one shot movie. Granted, it's not all one shot. No. there's cuts and stuff. I, I have but. I have a lot of like just random facts written mm-hmm. down since this one isn't like a quote based movie. Yeah, um, definitely like what you said with the characters. Like it's it's not a character plot. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what shines in this movie. Absolutely. Um, I think it does have an interesting plot. Like I haven't seen a movie like this before where it's two soldiers. Like it's because it's a war movie, but there's not a lot of war going yeah. on. Um, like it's it's really like a journey. It's like it's an adventure movie, really, mm-hmm. um, that just happens to take place in a war. Yeah, First World War. Um, the movie is based on writer and director Sam Men- Sam Mendez's grandpa's World mm-hmm. War One experience. Um, they dug almost a mile. They dug I, five thousand two hundred yeah. feet of trenches uh, for the movie. And almost an entire day of filming was wasted when they had to keep reshooting a scene since a cigarette lighter wouldn't light when they needed it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, um, so Roger Dinkins, who is the cinematographer of this movie, <laughs> this was his second Oscar he won. He won his other one for Blade Runner 2049, another incredibly visually appealing movie. Um, but this movie, 
I enjoyed the cinematography. I, you know, watching it on my projector upstairs, there were a couple scenes where it was just like, wow, that is, yeah. that is really cool to look at. The, the scene where Schofield is running, um, tripping over the Germans or tripping over his own teammates and stuff. Um, but what I, what I had a problem with was it wasn't, um, and it's hard to do, but I thought it wasn't steady. Yeah. I, which I understand that's hard to do, but I thought they could have done a little bit better job of making it steady. I thought watching it, my head was kind of shaking. Yeah, well, so one of the things that's crazy about this movie is, um, which I, I read about, um, because the movie is like so, like the tracking in the movie is like shaky, like you yeah. said. Like all of it's done by hand. Mm. And when they go into like the chase scene, like you know the scene where uh, Schofield is in like the church tower? Yeah. And then he sees the enemies and he starts running. Um, that scene, the cinematographer is like following him through the building and then walks outside and hops on the back of a motorcycle. No way. And the motorcycle is driving. So this guy's on the back of a motorcycle <laughs> with the camera and he, all in one shot, he's walking, sits down on the back of the motorcycle and then lets them drive him. No way. Yeah. Props to that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this is considered a one shot movie, but what they did was they would use dark, uh, darker scenes to use the cuts. The longest uncut scene, which I believe is Corporal Blake's death, was about eight and a half minutes long, and then the yeah. shortest scene was about 40 seconds. Yes, that's what I had too. Um, one of the cuts that I noticed when I was watching it is when uh, Schofield and Blake are coming up on that house, the mm -hmm. scene before his death, and they see the cherry trees cut mm -hmm. down. They walk through this broken wall. I did notice and, that. And the wall goes right in front of the camera, and that's like that was the cut that they masked. And then they obviously put that there for a reason. Yeah. Um, you know something about something about um, the movie that I found quite quite honestly maybe my favorite um, part directorially of the movie was uh, the music. Mm -hmm. What was cool to me was the music didn't fit. The music that they used a lot of the time, it was all instrumental music, but it did not make sense. It wasn't laid back. It wasn't chill. It was kind of upbeat, like almost like a horror movie kind of yeah. music that for me added a lot of suspense. You know the scene um, when they're in that big crater and then they're walking out and they see the guy dead in the barbed wire? Mm -hmm. um, that, that entire scene in that crater... I, the music was just so upbeat and it didn't make sense, which made it so much more suspenseful to me, which I liked. And I think the reason they do that, it's an artistic choice because we're seeing this story play out through Schofield and Blake's eyes. Yeah. So like they don't know what's going on and their brains are thinking a million different things. And like that suspense is what they're feeling the entire time. Mm -hmm. So they, they want to like portray that by using that music that you're talking about. Yeah, because uh, from, from our standpoint, we know that it's a movie. We know that they're both not going to die. So we at least know that in the, in the 20 minutes into a movie, they're both not going to die. But they obviously don't know that. They're yeah. thinking every step could be a shot to the head. So I think that's why the music, the suspenseful music fits so well. Um, and you talked earlier about the scene towards the end of the movie where Schofield's running across the line while all the soldiers are running yeah. out. So him bumping into the soldiers was not scripted. Yeah, him tripping as well, yeah. right? Yeah, and he falls down twice and then just gets up and keeps going, and like that wasn't scripted. Yeah. And they actually said that um, with digging those trenches and like the mud in no man's land, it was so slippery that they'd fall all the time, but they'd left those in the movie uh -huh. because when you're doing eight-minute takes like where like it's eight minutes before there's a cut 
them slipping isn't the biggest deal in no. the world, and it makes it more realistic. Yeah, it makes it seem more like a war scene. Yeah. Um, so before we go into our rankings and then further into our uh, football movies, um, I want to give kind of talk about Sam Mendes for a second. Sam Mendes um, is one of my favorite directors. He directed Spectre and Skyfall, Skyfall being maybe mm-hmm. my favorite movie of all time, one of them. Um, and then obviously 1917. He is, a, he is an incredible director. Also American Beauty which is a film I've never seen, but uh, obviously a high-rated film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout-out to Sam Mendes. You got anything else before we go into our ratings? Um, Ra- so ratings? It's edited by Lee Smith, who also did the editing for Inception and Dunkirk. Really? So um, he's done, like, those, like, crazy artistic and, mm-hmm. like... I, I, like I, the I, hallway like, scene yeah. and uh, inspection or inspect... Inception. Inception, sorry. <laughs> Spectre. But yeah, so um, you've got a lot of like really talented, create like a really talented creative team working on this yeah. movie. Um, since the two men, like Schofield and Blake, are just walking in this movie, it's very conversational, and it's got like that Tarantino esque dialogue to yeah. it, where um, like. Lieutenant Blake telling the story about the guy that gets his ear bit the off rat. by the rat. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're just telling each other stories and like trying to entertain each other and distract each other from like the fear of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, right. Um, and that's like one of like the coolest parts of and the movie. And even it's, when he's talking about the yeah. cherries, he's like, oh, yeah. there's this kind, this kind, this kind. And it's just like they have to create some sort of dialogue. Yeah. So do you want to rank our favorite scenes? Like, do you want to talk about our favorite scenes before we do our ranking, or do you want to do our ranking first? Uh, you know, I say we just talk um, through the rankings because we have a best moment kind of ranking, so we'll just yeah. uh, include that. So um, for the genre, obviously the war, adventure, drama kind of genre, what did you have it? I actually had it at a 98 because I think it's – and I don't think it's like – it doesn't really fit into the war genre as much as like Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. or like Hacksaw Ridge, which is another great – war movie or mm-hmm. fury Fury's a great yeah. war movie um but i just think like when i'm thinking about a war movie that i want to watch this is one that i will re-watch a lot mm-hmm. and so that's that's why i gave it the high ranking even though it's not like a movie about war it just takes place during a war yeah um so i i i actually didn't look at it in that sense i looked at it as a war drama movie mm-hmm. um you know, and then I tried to stack it up against other war movies, Saving Private Ryan. Like you said, Fury was another one I put it in. So I had it at a 90. Um, I thought it could have had, you know, I'm an action guy. I love seeing yeah. action. I wish it could have had a little bit more action, obviously. Um, but that's not what the movie was about. So um, I had it at a 90, which still is a pretty solid score. Uh, what would you have for the characters? I think we'll both be low here. I have 75. Okay. Because I think the characters are relatable and I, I'm interested in them. And like that's like that's very important in storytelling. You want your characters to be interesting. They don't have to be likable. Mm-hmm. You just like want people to be interested. And I want to know more about these characters. Yeah. So for me, I had it a seventy-two. Uh, my my problem with the characters, not Blake as much as it was for Schofield, was that um, I wasn't rooting for him. I thought that Schofield was a kind of guy who. He didn't seem like he showed much emotion. He was kind of a jerk at times. Mm-hmm. He was the kind of guy who, I mean, obviously he's an American soldier. I wanted him to win, but he, he just wasn't. British. Well, yeah, he was a British soldier. but Allies. Allies <laughs> yeah. is what I meant. But he, he just wasn't someone who I was necessarily rooting for, which is not what I want in a character. Um, not to say this character um, category is not to say that it wasn't acted well. Acted mm-hmm. incredibly. Yeah. Um, just 
didn't root for the characters as much. You know, I had something like a 98 for Anchorman character-wise. So um, just not characters I wanted. What uh, did you have for plot? I had it at a 79. So it – because it it has a plot. Not all movies have a plot. This one had a plot. It had a start and finish. Like you knew what the journey was. You knew where they were trying to get. Um, But the plot's like not the driving – like. Not not the biggest appeal in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I had an 85 in the plot. Uh, I thought it was very interesting um, what was going on. And then I, I enjoyed a lot how sometimes war uh, jargon can get confusing. I thought the movie explained it very, very well that they need to get to where the Devons are, tell them to not attack, because if they attack, they're falling into a gorilla trap. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was a very... Uh, the reason I had it higher than 79 was I thought it was a simplistic um, explanation of the movie, which yeah. I enjoyed for being an idiot yeah. like I am. <laughs> All right. Best moment, mm-hmm. which my best moment is uh, Blake's death. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very emotional scene. like, And that's why I gave the characters a little bit more points than you, I think. Yeah. Because like, we don't know much about Blake. It, it's not Tony Stark's death. It's yeah. not a character that we've known forever or know a lot about. But it's like it's still really emotional, and I I find myself like you said like you're not rooting for Schofield very much. Uh-huh. Like I was rooting for Blake more, and yeah. like he's got he has more stakes because his brother's there too. So um, it, like his death is just I think a phenomenal scene. Yeah, no, I did. So yeah, what, I had you had it at? I have that at a ninety-one. Okay, so um, I actually had the best moment at an eighty-eight. My best moment being a uh, Schofield running down the mm-hmm. war field. And explosions going off, people dying all around him, and then he gets to Benedict Cumberbatch's character and tells him to retreat, and he's like, "I don't know." Um, so that that was uh, what was cool to me was the the cinematography on that scene was one of the coolest things I've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, especially watching on the my projected. That was cool to watch. Um, so I think we'll both have this pretty highly rated. But what was your cinematography director category kind of? hundred. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, there's not much to say about that. Obviously you found it awesome. I didn't, I, 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 I found it awesome. I did a 91. Uh, the reason I didn't like it as much was because I, I just kind of had a headache after watching it. Really? It was like, I enjoyed watching it, but there were times that their heads got cut off from the scene and it was kind of shaky. Not to say it wasn't a brilliant idea. Um, I just didn't love it. Um, I'm glad that more movies aren't made that way. Yeah. But this was a good one to have it made that way. I think it just, it made a choice, went with that choice and yeah. did a great job with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what, what'd you have it overall then? You'll have um, it a little bit higher than me, I think. Mine's an 89. Okay. So I had it at an 85, which is seven lower than my Anchorman rating. Um, it's hard to compare two movies that are, they're so different, so completely different, but, um, for me, the the number one thing is rewatchability, and I will rewatch Anchorman probably three times before I watch this again. I will rewatch this movie a lot, and I already have rewatched it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, so for overall, do you average your five categories? Yeah. Okay. See, I actually made it's funny. I made an overall ranking, and then I was like, wait, I bet he just averages these. And my overall ranking before I made the categories mm-hmm. was the same as what my average ended oh, up okay. being. Nice. Like, it gotcha. was the exact same. So, um, I think that's just about all I have for, uh, 1917. If you want to move to football I, movies, I have a little bit more. I think we can talk about just a couple of more scenes. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think I had a lot of fact. You had a good fact about how Benedict Cumberbatch pay in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he got. I, I'm not sure what the number. Of I, I looked it up. Twenty three million. Yeah, he got paid twenty three million dollars to basically just sit there until yeah. the scene got to him. It says he was there. He was on set for six months, and only did that one scene. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many times it took him to actually do that scene. Mm-hmm. Probably not many. Probably not. <laughs> it's Benedict Cumberbatch. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, so I wrote down some best scenes. We talked about the mine shaft that explodes from the rat setting mm-hmm. off the trap. Um, I think the first five minutes of the movie where you're just following Schofield and Blake through the trenches uh-huh. is just like, it's so immersive and you're just like seeing the pe- like the other. It's a great way to like show sitting. what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the cherry tree scene we talked about. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool scene. Because it, it just kind of throws you off. You're not expecting it. Yeah. Um, the plane crash following the dogfight. That was Sco- cool. Schofield turns to get the injured German water, and he stabs Blake. Yeah, that, which that that was something that upped my character uh, ranking was because you see humanality yeah, in Blake in that he, scene. He's the enemy. They could have easily just shot him. Yeah. But uh, they, they tried to help him, which obviously was his mm-hmm. fatal downfall. But um, shows a little bit of humanity in that mm-hmm. scene, which I enjoyed. Um, you've got the scene where he's running from the soldiers that are chasing him, and he's getting shot at, mm-hmm. and he's trying to hide. It's dark out, but you've got those bright lights shining. Um, he ducks into the into the basement of that building uh-huh. and finds the mom with her baby. Um, that's a really emotional scene. Jake, our producer here, said that he's not the biggest fan of that scene. He thinks it was too dramatized. Um, running across the battlefield was your favorite. Yeah. And then giving the letter to Blake's brother is really emotional, mm-hmm. which cool thing about that scene that my brother pointed out. My brother's a big Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't gotten into it. Yeah, Dean Charles Chapman was in season three, four, and five, I think. And his character, is it, it's it Richard Madden. Is, I think that's his name is that's Richard sad. Madden. That's who plays his brother in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. He's in Game of Thrones, and those two actors like in Game of Thrones hate each other. And, really? and they're and then they play brothers in this one. That's fun. Um, and then the very final scene with Schofield sitting against the tree. Mm-hmm. It's just a great way to wrap up the story. The tree and that got peed on a yes, lot. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. So that was the last fun fact I wrote down. The bathroom was so far that um, 100 extras peed on a tree, and it was like their designated peeing tree, like regularly. Yeah. And none of the extras knew that that would be the tree that Schofield sits on at the very end of the movie. So, I wonder if Schofield knew that when he sat there, if they told him after. I, I hope they told him after. Yeah, I hope so, too. Or he's but, a weird guy. Or if they told him before, even better performance. Great yeah, actor. No, no, no. That just makes him a weird guy. Hey, he's a great actor. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's our rankings for 1917. Let's move into football. Um College football started last week, technically. Uh, had some games last night. Ball State won. Ohio State won. Um, but tomorrow, IU plays Iowa. And then um, next Thursday, Cowboys and Buccaneers play. NFL season starts. So uh, that's why we're doing football movies. Uh, we're both big fantasy football buffs, big football guys. So yeah, um, I wouldn't call myself a big football guy, but I do like fantasy. Yeah. All right. Tr- close enough, Truman State. <laughs> all right. So uh, I, did, I did my top five. So my five and four were Waterboy and the Express. Uh, so those are my honorable mentions. So I'll start with my three. You do your three, two, two, one, one. I would agree with putting Waterboy in my top five. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my number three, um, it's, it's, a, it's a movie that's an old reliable. I would say the book's even better than the movie. Uh, I have Blindside. I think the Blindside is one of the best football movies ever. I have that as my number two. 
Okay. Well, yeah. you should have saved that. Now eh. I know you're number two. All right. So uh, what? what's your three? My three is Invincible mm-hmm. with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, I thought about putting We Are Marshall in my number three spot, the Matthew McConaughey movie. Um, but at the end of the day, I just – Invincible is like such a memorable movie, and I remember watching that um, in the minivan on our way to like family vacations with my brothers. Yeah. Um, cool story about We Are Marshall is my – cousin or not my cousin my aunt um was a marshall student during the oh. plane crash yeah wow. so she she knew people who died in the plane crash uh fellow students so a cool little tidbit there um so you had number two blindside uh my number two which um if it wasn't for nostalgia reasons would be my number one uh another one that um the book might be better than the movie um is when the game stands tall Oh, I forgot about that one. That is a good one. I, I when the game stands tall is one of the coolest, coolest movies. Um, yeah. lot of really great movie on teamwork. Um, and something that is really cool about that movie is that the climax of the movie is about an hour in, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. You don't get really any other climax. Uh, once they lose to Cal State or uh, Poly, I think it's Cal State Poly. Um, that's like the climax of the movie. It's mm-hmm. that like their hundred get hundred plus game streak is lost. I was really worried you were gonna have Adam Sandler's the longest yard in your in your top five. So no. I'm really glad that you don't. No, no, I, I would not. Um I'm trying to find who who uh, here we go. Um Does twenty two jump street count as a football movie? This is saying uh, <laughs> You've got Channing Tatum and uh um, so it looks like Bob Laster's team lost their 151 game streak to Bellevue High School outside of Seattle. I thought it was like Cal State Poly or something like that. Maybe that's um, okay. So you had Blindside too. I win the game stands tall too. Um, I think we're I, gonna agree on number one. Are we? I think so. Is it a uh, is it a uh, Kevin Costner film? It is not. Really? So we don't agree we on don't one. Agree What's on yours? It. Remember the Titans. Okay, Best so football movie of all time. No, I, I would 100% agree with you that Remember the Titans is the number one football movie of all time. I love that movie. But um, purely for nostalgia reasons, I had to go Draft Day as my number one. Draft Day is my favorite movie of all time. Um, my favorite quote in a movie of all time is I want David gosh darn Putney because I feel like it. Um, and also, uh, come on, Tom, you pancake eating mother effer. So uh, those are two of my favorite quotes of any movie of all time. I love Draft Day. Um, I, I just think it's an awesome movie. Kevin Costner makes for a great sports movie. You've got oh yeah, uh, you've got Draft Day. You've got Bull Durham, Field uh-huh. of Dreams, which Bull Durham and Field of Dreams came out back to back years. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the writers and directors for Field of Dreams were hesitant to ask Costner because they thought he'd turn it down since he had just done Bull Durham. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, I think that's a pretty solid ranking. Do you want to talk about? Talk more about football. Um, no, not really. Um, go Colts. Down with the Bears is all I got to say. As a former Illinoisian, I don't know. Illini- someone someone from Illinois. Illini. You're a former Illini, I think, right? Something like that. Well, that's the fighting Illini fighting is Illinois' college. Uh, yeah. college. I um, assume Illini is what you're called. But, yeah, used used to be a Bears fan. My dad's still a Bears fan, but. Sometimes they're hard to root for. Well, uh, that's going to be another uh, probably seven and, what, 18 games now? So seven and 10? 
seven and ten now. Yeah, that's rough. Well, that's rough. The Bears are going to suck again. Colts to the Super Bowl today is uh, the September the third. Yep, Friday, September the third. As I look into our camera right now, which I don't know if it's on or not right now, um, but as I'm looking into our camera, the Colts will win the Super Bowl. Heard it here first. What do you say, Goodwill Hunting? Goodwill Hunting next? Yeah. For what, Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay, so Goodwill Hunting on Wednesday. Um, and what, what are we going to do? We're going to do a ranking? Or are we going to. Uh, there's not really much relevant movie stuff to talk about. A long. Oh, um, we got some new Spider Man le- leaks. Did we? Yes. Did oh, I yeah, you sent me that video. I just never watched it. I, I, was, okay. at, I was at work, I copied so, it in our chat. So Domino's, of all places, Domino's Pizza posted on their Instagram this screenshot, and it's like a, it look, it's like a fake job application, and it says Toby M., uh, former job experience, pizza delivery photographer. Um, and then it's like, it says, got this application. The, the, their caption said, got this application the other day. Uh, had to reschedule the interview, something about a multiverse. No, Domino's way. Pizza tweeted or posted on Instagram. So I don't know if that's like an intern running the account that just like had a funny idea, or if Domino's like actually like knows something about Spider-Man. So that was a really funny leak. Yeah. And then there's also some pictures floating around of Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. Like, it looks like they're on the same. Set. Like, it, it's a picture of them together. It looks like they're on a set. It looks like they're on a set. It's a picture of them together, and then there's a picture of Andrew Garfield separate. And it looks like it could be the same background. No way. Okay, so we'll um, we'll talk off the podcast to decide what um, if we want to do a ranking or talk more Spider Man or what we want to do yeah. on the episode. Uh, we'll record Wednesday, um, and then we'll do uh, Goodwill Hunting, Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck movie. Is it directed by Ben Affleck? Yeah, um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote it in college together, okay. and then I think they directed. Okay, so uh, go with hunting on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Perfect. All right, uh, this has been 35 millimeter. Thanks for watching.